What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of Good Human. We have yet again a video episode today because I have another very special guest with me, another friend that I have made on Instagram who just has some of the best content, and I'm very excited to welcome her on the show. Today, we're going to be picking her brain all about friendship because I've touched on friendship in some past episodes, and I feel like anytime the topic comes up or you guys ask questions about friendship, I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to make friends as an adult. I don't know how to navigate friendships like post-college. It's a very different kind of situation once you become an adult. So Ileana Flores is joining us today. She is a mindset coach and owner of her own business, Draw in Circles. It's a lifestyle coaching, and we are going to pick her brain today all about friendship. So without further ado, Ileana, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you. I'm excited as well. I want to just start off with like a little bit about you, like where you're from, what you do as a mindset coach, what you do in your business, whatever else you want to share with us to get us started. I'm going to tell you like the whole origin story so you can yeah. get to know me a little better <laughs> and then Perfect. kind of just like how everything got started. So I'm going to backtrack a bit to when I was younger. So when I was younger, I had this like, mentality that I needed to be better than average. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but yes, I know I feel a lot that. of you, right? <laughs> yeah. So I had that and that kind of just evolved into this obsession for status. And mm -hmm. I worked so hard to get like the best grades so that I could get into the best colleges and then I could have the best job. And that's really what I became like laser focused on. And so when I went to college, I studied business. And after graduation, I got a full-time job at a large um, consulting firm in the city. And I was making all this money and feeling like I had finally made it, right? Like all this status that I wanted, like I finally had it and I finally got what I wanted. But then why did I feel so unhappy? I think mm -hmm. what I realized was since in my mind, I had felt like I had made it, all the other areas of my brain um, kind of started coming back because that one area of status like quieted down and everything that I was ignoring was really like lighting up and showing all the cracks. And mm -hmm. I realized that there was just so much more to me than chasing status, especially when I was like knee deep in this corporate environment where everyone's just trying to like one up each other, show how much better they are than you. And I was like, oh my God, like this isn't me. Like I'm not happy here. And I feel mm -hmm. so inauthentic. Like I really couldn't be myself partly because I didn't know who I was like without chasing that status. So then comes like the transformation. So I really wanted to leave, but I knew I couldn't unless I had like a solid plan in place. So I stayed and I figured myself out a little more. I was already going through this big growth transformation and I really wanted to hone in on like, what did I want to do if this really made me so unhappy? And it was like the midst of the pandemic, Black Lives Matter was going on and it hit me that I was sitting here making 
a PowerPoint for like this multi-million dollar company to make them more money. And I was like, I know I'm so much more valuable than this. And I can make a bigger impact than just being like another cog in the machine. And so it hit me then that I wanted to make an impact on like an individual level and not just like a company level. Mm-hmm. And all the points kind of just married and they fell into place. And I decided I wanted to do life coaching and, you know, walk people through the phases that I went to and the realizations that I got to. In the beginning of 2021, I quit and did not look back. And since I've started my business, Drawing Circles Life Coaching. So that's kind of just the whole origin story. Yeah, thank you. I love that. And I really relate to, how old are you, by the way? 25. Okay, so am I. I really, really relate to feelings of chasing goal after goal after goal. And especially Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like that kind of came to a crumble. Like once I graduated college, I think a lot of people experience that like, when you're no longer in that environment where you have all these like academic achievements to go after, you're left feeling a little bit empty and like, who the heck am I outside Mm -hmm. of me wanting to like achieve all of these things? So I totally, totally relate to that. Yes. A hundred percent. Like you just kind of don't have that structure. Now you're like floating Mm -hmm. off trying to find like who you are and to go a little deeper into like the business and kind of what I do yeah. Um, so drawn circles, I'll just tell you like a quick little story about how I got to that name. That name was actually inspired by my favorite artist, Mac Miller. He has this song called circles and mm-hmm. I listened to it and I felt like it just really reflected all those feelings that I was feeling about, like being stuck in this circle or pattern and like not knowing how to get out of it. Yeah. Um, so what I do is I help people in their 20s, specifically women, figure out like who they are, what they want, and how to start building a strong structure and foundation for the rest of their lives. So like how I like to think of my business, kind of what you said too, is it's working with me is like the natural next step after leaving college or starting mm-hmm. your journey to adulthood. Because there are so many things that we don't know. And there's so many things that we need to learn to start comfortably and steadily like navigating adulthood, which is why I built this business. So, you know, being in your 20s, like it's such a transformative time, right? Like, like I said, we mm-hmm. start to lose this, this structure of school and you lose this identity of being a student and you've known this for so long. And then you start to grow a new identity of being an adult and having to find your own structure. And I know that so many people struggle with that and they need help. And so like what that structure and foundation like looks like for me and what I help my clients with is like personal identity, figuring out like who you are and what you want to do. Then career path, like how how can we figure out what we want to do for career and work that's meaningful? Improving relationships, whether that's making friends like we're going to talk about today or like improving relationships with family or significant others. Then there's like upgrading skills, like confidence and communication. And then the last piece, which is why I'm a mindset coach, and it's my favorite part, is learning all about mindset and learn to change our mindset in those specific areas in career and relationships and friends so that we can start to build the life that we want and where it's not confusing or hard. It feels easy and natural. I think that is incredible because I know so many people in their 20s feel that way and feel so lost. And so to have 
some sort of resource like that and someone that you can work with to kind of explore all of those different areas. It's really important. And I'm glad there are people like you out there who are like pursuing this in life and helping people. And like you said, making a difference on that individual level. Um, so I know I've gotten a lot of questions when I put up a little post on Instagram about friendship. So there's mm -hmm. lots of people out there that are also in the same boat, feeling a little bit confused on how to address friendship in their 20s and like into adulthood. So mm -hmm. I wanted to start off by saying that you kind of have been picking a topic each week on your Instagram where you've been focusing on that, posting things, and I've been loving that. And that's kind of how oh, I... Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That's kind of how I got this idea for the friendship because you had a whole week on friendship and I was eating up that content. Like it was so good. <laughs> and um, one of your posts that I really, really loved was the different types of friendships that you can have. So I would love mm -hmm. to dive into that a little bit because I found that super, super interesting. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. Um, okay. Friends, I created this post um, thinking about my own friends. Mm -hmm. Like literally I sat down. I'm like, okay, how can I categorize my friends? This actually happened because I was talking to my boyfriend and he was like, I see friends only as like people who I'm really, really close with. And like, they know my whole life story. Like that's, mm -hmm. those people are my friends. And I was like, okay, but there's other people though, like other people you might hang out with or just casually talk to, like, what do you see them as? And he's like, mm -hmm. oh, they're just acquaintances. And I'm like, no, like there's categories to friendships. Like mm -hmm. there's different levels. People go deeper and some people don't. It's like not a one size fits all, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if you feel that way, but that's why I created like these six types of friendships and like wanted to call it out. Cause I feel like there's people like him who think there's only one way to have friends. And if you don't have it that one way, or you don't have that many that you're doing something wrong. Yeah, that was definitely something that I felt when I saw that post because I also kind of have felt that where I've been like, I only have two friends because, you know, I have those like couple handful of people that I'm talking to like every day that they mm -hmm. know like what's going on in my life. But I have so many other friends outside of that who I would absolutely consider my friends. And it just kind of made me realize that there definitely are different categories or different like circles of friendship that you can have. Totally. So I don't know if you want to go through like the each category yeah. topic of friends okay perfect yeah so I started with like my ride or dies like my homies that I can go to with anything everything and just completely feel like myself so that's mm -hmm. category one these are your ride or dies these are people you speak to every single day probably multiple times a day and like I said you can go to them with anything anything big, anything small, they're going to be there to support you, cheer you on, and most of all, make you laugh. Like this is so important in friendship. Like we need to laugh with our friends. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's group one. Like that's category one. These are your top. And then we move on to the second tier. And these are friends that they're really good friends too, but maybe you just don't speak every day. You don't see them they might live in like totally different states, so you don't get to see them often. Um, but they're the friends that when you talk to, literally nothing has changed. Like you can just pick up and talk to them like normal. Um, mm -hmm. And you can talk to them about like big things too, but it's just not as often. So they're just at a like one stage below the like the ride or die homies. 
And then, yeah, I'm, I'd love to pick your brain if you have any thoughts on like, or have any of these types of friends too. Cause when I was creating this, I was totally just thinking about my friends and how yeah. I categorize them. So I'd love to know if like you totally like resonate as well. Yeah. Already so far, I like am picking out people in my head. I'm like, yes, that fits <laughs> into that category. That fits into that category. So I love this. Yes. Okay. So then the next level, um, and I know I'm saying like one level below, this doesn't mean that friendships are like, that these people aren't as good. It's just like right. your friendship level and effort that you put in is not as much. Mm-hmm. So the third level is let's talk when we can friends. And these are friends that you'll like send TikToks to or reels to, and you'll chat maybe like when you have errands to run or when you have a free 20 minutes, these friends are like, maybe you used to be close, but now they kind of tinkered off or like, you know, you're not as close, but you still do Mm want to keep that connection. You're not like ready to like leave the friendship at all. Yeah. Um, And then the fourth group is the people that you just want to do something fun with. These are friends that either you go out for a specific reason, like I'm going to hit the bars tonight and I'm going with this person and this person, like we're going to have a Mm -hmm. fun time or they're the friends that you only hang out with in groups. So you might never hang out with them alone casually, but you would hang out with them if everyone is in a group and everyone's going to go do like a specific activity. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth group is the I'll see you online friends. And these are the friends that You also probably used to be closer friends, but as time passed and as your paths took different routes, you just separated a bit, but you still follow each other on Instagram. You still follow each other on, you know, socials. You'll comment and like, and you really probably will only speak to them through social media or through comments on your posts. And then the last group is the, how is it going friends? And I called it this is because every time you speak to them, you're probably asking them, oh, how's it going? How are you? Like, what are you doing? Because you only Mm -hmm. speak to them maybe like once a year, twice a year. It's not very often, but they're people that you still like and want to connect with, but don't necessarily feel like that gravitation towards them to speak with them all the time and to like know what's going on in their lives. You're good with Mm -hmm. like once or twice a year checking in to see if they're like alive and doing well. (laughs) So... (laughs) that's kind of the categories the other reason why I love those categories so much is because I think it there's some pressure sometimes especially when you were once close with someone and they're maybe in like the category three or four now there's almost Mm -hmm. like a pressure to get back to that or a pressure to like get all of your friends to that ride or die level when it doesn't have to be that way totally I think the thing is like in your 20s we're tired and we don't have the same amount of time (laughs) Mm -hmm. to devote to each friend. Like we literally just can't, it's not feasible. It's not manageable. So breaking them up into structures is such a good way because you know how much time you can devote to someone. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm going to go on like a little tangent, but just to explain more of the categories. Okay, perfect. So I have a category three friend right? Like we used to be really close. We probably were like a nothing's changed. So category two friend, but time passed and we kind of just stopped talking so much. And, you know, she called me the other day and 
she kind of upset me because a lot of things are just about her. She wants to talk when it's convenient for her. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to ask me any questions about like how I'm doing or if she does, she listens and then is like, okay, gotta go. And could I sit here and be angry about that? Absolutely. Like, was I annoyed a bit? Absolutely. But then I remind myself, I'm like, okay, she's a category three friend. Like that means I've devoted less effort to her. And so she has Mm -hmm. also devoted less effort to me. So I feel like I can't be angry at the level of friendship I have with her because I created that. And so did she, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I know what to expect from that friendship. If I want more, then I need to put in more effort, but I'm not willing to. So then I don't have the right to get annoyed with her or upset or bring it up unless I'm willing to put in that effort to bring her to like a new stage of friendship, which I'm not. So right. I, you know, it's like understanding when it's okay to just have friends that are at different levels. They don't need to all be your best friend. Like, like you were saying. Yeah. And I think that plays into some of the questions that I got that we'll touch on at the end. Um, A lot of them were surrounding like cutting off friends or like no longer wanting to be friends with people. And I think there's an area of opportunity here within those different categories of friendship where it might not be that you need to completely cut someone off all the time. It might be you just need to like distance yourself a little bit, move them down Mm -hmm. a couple levels in those different Mm -hmm. categories of friendship. So I love that. I think that makes a ton of sense. Totally relatable. Resonates with me a ton. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, there's not a one size fits all to friendship and you can Mm -hmm. choose like you want. Like if you're my boyfriend and you only want to have friends who are super close and they know your whole life story, that's your choice. If you can totally choose that, but you can also choose to just be happy that you have friends and decide how much effort you want to devote to each person and then be happy with that and not expect too much from them or have them expect too much from you. So it's like there's a beautiful way to have like many types of friends and we don't have to force anything when we're probably so tired of like <laughs> forcing things already, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that leads into kind of the next thing that I wanted to talk about was some keys to having lasting friendships. So whether that be, you know, your category one ride or dies or even some of those other categories, like what can we do to ensure that we have like healthy, long lasting friendships? Yes, that's a really good question. So I think if we're looking at like ride or dies, these are people you don't want to leave your life. Mm -hmm. Um, What you need to do is definitely just be open and be okay with being vulnerable with people because this is how you create stronger attachments right? You're vulnerable, you share experiences, and you have someone hear you and understand you, and you do the same for that person. So if that means like telling them deeper things about, you know, not just how your day is going and if something sucked, but like why something sucked, why why you're feeling this way, like your friends want to empathize with you and like give you advice and help you. So be open to doing that. And then Mm -hmm. the second thing I would say is like, I talked a lot about this on my Instagram um, on the friendship week, but what's most important is that you put love and connection above pride and ego. So I had this experience with a friend where she's my best friend, like my absolute ride or die friend. And, you know, we kind of were 
having some distance because I was kind of blaming her for things that were not her fault. Like they were out of her control. Mm -hmm. Basically her boyfriend had come back. Um, They were in a long distance relationship for two years and her boyfriend had come back and he was obviously taking a lot of her time. And I just felt like, Oh my God, like she doesn't have time for me anymore. Like I don't know what to do. And I started like backing away. And like, I was Mm -hmm. like, I was doing it under the guise, like, Oh, I want to give them space to like have their relationship and be together again. But really it was like a pride thing. Like I was being bratty. Like I wanted her attention Mm -hmm. and I wanted it like how it was, but I knew it couldn't be like that anymore. And so I kind of distanced myself a little bit. And because she felt that she started distancing herself a little too. And there was a point when we were texting each other and it just felt so forced. And like, this is my best, best friend who we talk about literally everything, like the most disgusting things to like the happiest (laughs) things, you know? And I was like, oh my God, I can't let this happen. There was like a thought that popped into my mind where I was like, is this just going to be another friend that I lose? And I'm like, the moment I thought that I was like, no effing way. Like, no, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lose her. And I was like, I'm being very prideful right now. And what I need to do is apologize to her because I blamed her for things that weren't her doing, you know, I blamed her for me, like distancing myself, Mm -hmm. which was like totally not fair. So I came to her and we talked and I just basically was like, I'm really sorry that I did this to you. I noticed that I did this and I feel really, really bad because it wasn't your fault. Like it was a hundred percent me. And then she was like, thank you so much for acknowledging that and noticing that and apologizing because I felt myself distancing and I didn't want to, but I just Mm -hmm. felt it happening. And so that was like a situation where I'm like, I put connection and love before my pride. I was like, take my pride on a silver platter because I don't want it. If that means (laughs) I don't get to have my best friend, you know? Yeah. And then stuff like that always brings you closer too. like that's the kind of stuff is what strengths and strengthens those kinds of friendships. And I think it's important sometimes to like reframe the way that we think of friendship because there are so many similarities in romantic relationships as well. Like having that kind of open and honest communication within a friendship is really important. And I know that's something that I struggle with too. Yeah. I know it feels hard because you're like, okay, well, we're just friends. Like we're not lovers. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) how do you differentiate that? Um, Mm -hmm. But no, I totally agree with you. Like you need to somewhat treat your friends like they are like really meaningful relationships. They are like Mm -hmm. these people are going to be with you their whole, your whole life, hopefully just like your significant other would be. So why wouldn't you treat them like you might treat a significant other? So opening up, you know, talking all that super important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know the vulnerability thing is something that I really struggle with as well, because like in the back of my head, I know that's what makes those strong friendships. And I know that's what makes the bond stronger. But it's hard sometimes, especially I think as an adult, when you're in college, especially, I found it a lot easier in that kind of setting to Mm -hmm get really deep with people and to be vulnerable with people, you know, whether Mm -hmm. you're in like organizations, I was in a sorority. So I had like tons of girls around me, it was easy to talk to, or whether you have like roommates, and then you kind of graduate college, get a little bit older, and you're not in those situations where it's quite as easy to be vulnerable all the time. Right? Yeah. It's like, you just have to push yourself to do it. And 
it's difficult because you don't know how someone's going to take it. And that's kind mm -hmm. of like your defenses building up, right? Like you don't want to be hurt. So like, you're not going to put yourself out there, but really it's like the being vulnerable is what attaches you to someone, but in a good way, not in, in a bad way, but attaches you to someone because they totally understand you and you totally understand them and in, in a new way that's not been had before. So that's what really leads to like deep lasting friendships. But let's say to keep lasting friendships, but at a level that's like lower. Mm -hmm. Some people might say, well, like, well, why do I want to keep a lasting friendship with someone I'm not going to talk with all the time? But again, this goes back to the fact, like, not all your friends look the same. Not all the effort is going to be the same. So I think for me, like, I've had lasting friendships with friends who I do only talk with once or twice a month. And mm -hmm. it's okay because, like, having them as friends just brings joy to my life. You know, even the one conversation I'll have or whatever it is, like I'll probably learn something or I'll get to ask questions. I'll get to see, like reflect on me as a friend and just like have a good time experiencing them and, and like creating a safe space for them to tell me things. So that feels nice in of itself. And, you know, to create lasting friendships that way, you don't have to get super vulnerable because some of those friends, it's just not the right vibe to get like super yeah. vulnerable with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um but you can just share things like share a TikTok, send a reel, like share a couple memes, like keep the connection going um, because like these friends will show up for you. Hopefully, if they're like good friends, they'll they'll still be there for you when something happens or when times get tough and you need someone to talk to. So, yeah, I think that's a good way to keep lasting friendships in maybe a lower category is just to talk when you can. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, I love that. And also just to point out that like different kinds of friendships can provide you with different value. Like you don't mm -hmm. have to have one person that gives you everything and fills like every cup for you. Like different people can do different things for you and bring different kind of value to your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like I have friends I'm not vulnerable with. Like I'm totally a jokester the whole time. Like we probably mm -hmm. don't know one deep thing about <laughs> the other person, but we're still friends, you know? Yeah. So don't discount those people. They're still your friends. They, not everyone has to be vulnerable and share all your same experiences with you to be a really good friend. Mm -hmm. I love that too because I feel like that's so relatable and really validating for some people because like I mentioned I think there's some pressure sometimes to have like these super strong intimate vulnerable relationships mm -hmm. and like you don't have to have that with everybody to have like different kinds of friends. Totally and I think like too you know hearing you say that I think on social media it really like perpetuates it so much like oh you see people with these like big groups of friends mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god I want that like why don't I have enough friends and I used to think that too like I always wanted just like a huge group of friends like six people yeah. or seven whatever like go shopping go vacationing like all this fun stuff that I was seeing on Instagram and then I thought about it I'm like I have I do have a big group of friends but they're all just siloed you know they all don't know each mm -hmm. other Right. Um, and I started feeling down on myself for that, you know, for having like siloed friend groups and not having this big friend group that I could in a way like show off. And I think that's what it was. I just really wanted to show off that like I had friends or that like, I could make a lot of friends. It wasn't until I had took a step back and realized, okay, I'm like, they, who knows how close each of those people are to each other, right. you know, 
we don't know the extent of their relationship. Like they might not even like each other. They like, who knows like what the level of friendship is there. It's better if I just focus on my friends and the people that I do have and be happy for that rather than like comparing and, and wanting something that like what I don't really want. Like I love my silo yep. friendships. I love having that just like, it's just me and you kind of thing. Like you don't know my other friends. You don't know like some of my other personalities in a sense. Like mm -hmm. I like that feeling and I don't need that big friend group. So I feel like some people just need to take that time to reflect. Like, do I need that friend group? Do I really want that? Or am I just seeing it so often that I'm like, my brain is tricking me into thinking I want that. Totally. And that's, that's so funny you mentioned that because I had quite literally the same conversation with my therapist once because I was mm -hmm. like, I see people on Instagram and like they have this big group of friends or like they're still friends with like 10 people that they were friends with in high school and they have that big group that, you know, they're so close with. And I'm like, why don't I have that? And my therapist was literally like, do you really want that? Like, mm -hmm. is that something that you actually want? Mm -hmm. and I was like thinking about it and I was like, you know what? No, I like I don't actually want that, but especially with social media, it's crazy the way that seeing those types of things can can make us feel. So, yeah, totally relate and think it's definitely important to kind of evaluate your own wants and needs without letting social media, you know, influence you too much. Right. Like social media is like a selling tool. They're trying to sell yeah. you this picture of what friends look like. And you see it mm -hmm. so often and you're like this is what friends is. No, that's not what friends is. Friends is like what you have, what you have with your mm -hmm. friends. That's real friendship. Totally. I want to transition into some questions. I got quite a few questions from yeah. uh, my Instagram followers. There were a lot of questions, like I said, regarding cutting off toxic people. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice on cutting off toxic friendships in a way that isn't like mean or a way that doesn't involve some like big friendship breakup a lot mm -hmm. of those questions were kind of like how do I politely and quietly like exit from this friendship mm -hmm. yeah I find that that is one of the biggest thing people like struggle with just like having negative people in their life that yeah. they need to like release now right mm -hmm. I would say that there's kind of two ways to go about this if you don't want like a big thing. One is to just start distancing. You know, if they message you, maybe don't reply. You know, mm -hmm. it's just small things. It's not it's not a full ghost because I don't condone like the whole ghosting yeah. thing. I think the other person needs to know like what you're feeling. But it's just mm -hmm. creating some distance so that that can become like the new normal. So sometimes the other person will catch on, right? And they'll start creating distance, your distance, their distance, like it starts growing bigger and that just becomes a new norm. And then you realize you're okay with that. Maybe you didn't want to cut off that friend entirely. Maybe you really just needed some distance. So I think that might be a good way. And if you think that, no, I do want to cut this person off, then after the distance and after you've evaluated how you feel distancing yourself from them, if you feel like the best thing to do is to just completely end the friendship, you know, sending a text, I think is probably the best way. You don't need mm -hmm. to get on a call. Like, you know, it's not, it doesn't need to be super, super serious because if it gets too serious, you might not want to do it. So a quick yeah. text like, hey, I know this is awkward. And I know I feel really uncomfortable. I don't know how to go about this, but 
I just don't think that our friendship is working for me anymore. And I really do wish you the best, but um, I think we should maybe stop being friends. You know, something something like that, that it's acknowledging mm-hmm. that you feel a little uncomfortable doing this, that you're human still, but that like, this just isn't working for you anymore. And if they right. come back and reply, you know, just don't reply anymore or say your last piece and then let it end that way. Mm-hmm. I love that advice. And also to kind of not let things go for too long. I think the distance is a great piece of advice because I know from past experiences, I've had a couple people in my life who it just wasn't working out. We weren't clicking anymore. Mm-hmm. I knew that I didn't really want to be in the friendship, but I didn't really do anything about it. And I kind of continued to hang out with them, be friends with them. And it led to a lot of resentment and mm-hmm. that's not fair to them. Like they, mm-hmm. if, especially if I'm not communicating to them, you know, the way that I'm feeling, I can't build up all this resentment to them. And then it ended in like a big blowout. So I think just being open and honest with your feelings is great. And I like the distance piece of advice a lot. Yeah, totally. Like I had this, I have this friend who we're friends, but I wouldn't say like, we're really, really close. And a lot of the things she does kind of annoy me. Right. So (laughs) I, I create distance because I can't handle all of her. Like I can take her in chunks, right? And a lot of people might have friends like this too. Yes. And so it's so important for me to set my boundaries and to like create distance. She might text me some, I just don't respond. I read them, I don't respond. Like, and that's okay because Mm -hmm. I know that that's my boundary because I don't necessarily want to cut off the friendship. I do like talking to her, but maybe like once a month you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I said, try the distance because you might realize you do miss that person in a way or do still want to communicate with them. You just don't want to fully be like category, like two, three, one friend. Yeah. Yeah. I've had friends as well where I felt like um, they're the friends that one-on-one maybe aren't the vibe, but like in a group, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Or like the friends that are great in in little bite-sized pieces, but not like too often. So (laughs) Just back to your point where there can be different levels of friendships and different categories. Um, but if you do feel like it's getting to the point where you don't want to be friends with someone anymore, um, I think those were great, great little tips. Uh, the next question that I wanted to ask was, how do you make friends as an introvert? Do you have any tips for that? Yeah, I think I was like kind of going back and forth with this one as well because I am an introvert. Um, Me too. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad we connect on that. (laughs) Yes. I'm an introvert and I think a lot of people think you need to be an extrovert and you need to be really confident to make friends. Mm -hmm. But in a way I am going to, I feel like this is not going to be received well, but I feel like it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert because the way you're going to make friends is is probably the same way. Like you're going to make friends through shared experiences and vulnerabilities. Like you're, you're both going to do that. You're just going to do it at like maybe a different rate. An extrovert might come in and like pull you in, right. And like make you part of their group and friends, like really easy, make you feel comfortable while an introvert might just sit there and ask more questions and and kind of warm you up. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like in the, in a way, like you're still going to, go through the same routes 
the way you'd make friends. Um, I just think the way you go about it will just be different, like the amount of time it takes. I don't know if that made sense, but no, <laughs> that, that does make case. sense. <laughs> that does make sense. And I, that's one of the reasons why I love social media so much because I find it so much easier to connect with people online versus in mm-hmm. person. And I mean, I didn't go out and do much anyways. And then since the pandemic hit, I'm certainly like not out and about <laughs> bopping around. So mm-hmm. social media, especially through this time has been a really great way for me to connect with people and form friendships in a way that isn't like face to face. Right. Totally. And I think the one thing I want to add to that is that to make friends, regardless if you're an introvert or extrovert, it takes effort. That's Mm -hmm. like point blank. It takes effort. And a lot of the things that we don't want to do is put in effort. Like the reason you're not making friends or not having all the friends that you want it, I will guarantee you it's going to come down to effort the amount of your effort you're putting in and then the amount that they're giving you back. So if you're an introvert, you might just have to put in more effort than an extrovert would, but Mm -hmm. you, you must already know that about yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Which kind of leads into another question that someone asked was how to more effectively make plans with people and maintain those connections with your friends when we're so crazy busy and we have packed schedules. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, this was actually one of my friends that asked this and Mm -hmm. she's one of the most amazing people ever. And I think of her as like a ride or die, but I don't get to see her or talk to her as much anymore because of work. She's in grad school. Like life just gets crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think we both know that we want to put in like the extra effort to get back to um, how we were. We were roommates. We lived together for a while. So I think we know that we want to get back to that. So do you have Mm -hmm. any tips for how to like effectively make plans with someone when life is just crazy? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in the pandemic, everything's kind of turned to like virtual. And I think that's the route to go first when you're first starting Mm -hmm. to like get back and like make connections and and put in that effort. For example, like all my friends, I think, is it all my friends like live far away from me or at least like in California, we always like do it by like 30 minutes or something because traffic is always crazy. (laughs) So like my friend, like my closest friend lives like 45 minutes away from me. Um, So what we do is we just make it an effort to literally like call each other more often, like FaceTime. Like I'm always on FaceTime with her. Like it'll be Mm -hmm. a minor inconvenience at work happen. And I'll text her and be like, yo, you free to chat for five? (laughs) And then, you know, if she responds, then we'll like hop on, vent, and then get off. And like that happened all through the pandemic. Cause we used to hang out a lot more often because we worked together. Um, So we were just always hanging out. And then when the pandemic happened and everything kind of separated, we had to just make more of an effort and we really turned to FaceTime to do that. Just like quick mm-hmm. chats, even if they're five to 10 minutes, it helped so, so much. Like, because I really got to know not just the big things that were happening in her life, but like literally the smallest little minor inconveniences. I knew that. And she knew about mine too. And that started mm-hmm. creating like shared experiences and just like a stronger friendship. Um, And then, sorry, your question was about like, connecting outside though 
or mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. did I answer that? No, you're good. No, I love that. That was a great piece of advice because that is a good point. And I think something that I kind of overlook because specifically like with this friend, when we're trying to make plans to catch up, it's always like, when are you free for dinner? And, mm-hmm. you know, we get busy after work or we're busy on the weekends when it doesn't always have to be that. Like, I don't know why I think past FaceTime where we could each be eating dinner individually, just FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be carving out time to see each other in person. Exactly. Like you said it beautifully. Like the fact that you just are busy means that you might not have time to, to go have dinner, but don't put like, don't be like waiting for that perfect moment to like hang out and tell them everything. I find Mm -hmm. when you hold on to things, you're like, okay, I have this big thing, but I want to wait till I'm in person to tell them. Or like, you know, you just lose the momentum of that excitement that you wanted to tell them. So my thing is like, tell them now, get on FaceTime, like call them five minutes, just be like, it's gonna be five minutes, I promise. Hang up after five minutes. But you know, keep that going. Like you can create a strong friendship through FaceTiming like three times a day. Like that might be too much for some people. But like, yeah, pockets of five minutes, three times a day. Like I know that's what I do. And my friendships are like really strong because of that. Yeah, I think that's an easy way to stay connected with people and something that I definitely overlook. Um, Like it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be like saving everything until that one time that you get to see Mm -hmm. each other like once a quarter. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier just to sort of mention things a little bit by little bit. And I think that kind of unknowingly, you might not pay attention to it, but that kind of stuff is what strengthens that connection. And that's what like deepens the friendship. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good tip, especially for my situation with this friend. Like that could easily be the stepping stones that get us to be like super close again, instead of us trying to like desperately find a one hour window every like four months that we can see each other in person. Like this is a great way to maintain Mm -hmm. and like rebuild that connection. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then like, let's say you guys get super close, like closer, right? You get what you want and mm-hmm. you get closer because of like these constant check-ins and this constant talking. Then you probably both are willing to put in more effort to meet up than you right. might be now. Like unconsciously, you might not want to put too much effort because you know you're not like as close as you used to be. So mm-hmm. you're waiting for that to be closer, like to get together, right? But why do that? Like, do what you can now so that yeah. in the future, you're like, oh, you know, we're going to put more effort because we are closer. So I think that's, you know, just reverse some things or like try it a different way. And and that might lead you to like stronger friendships. Yeah. You're like clicking puzzle pieces in my brain right now. And it's making <laughs> so much sense because when it comes to like building new habits, I am such an advocate for like taking very small steps and incorporating, you know, small things each day mm-hmm. or each week that then can build into something bigger. So this is like, duh, that makes sense. Why can't I apply <laughs> that to my friendships? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just need someone to like point it out for you, call it out, be like, right. hey, there's a, you can look left too. Like it's not just right. <laughs> right, right. Well, that wraps up most of the questions that were asked. There were some other questions, um, but I will point everyone to Ileana's Instagram because she has a wealth of knowledge, great Instagram posts. She's on her stories all the time. Um, I always get something great whenever I am looking at her content. So I will pass it over to you. Go ahead and plug your Instagram, plug whatever else you want to plug. 
let people know where they can find you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So my Instagram is drawncircles.co. Um, like Abby said, I do like weekly themes on there and I dedicate a lot of time and work to making sure I'm keeping up with the themes and, and um, posting what people want to see. And then my website is drawncircles.com and there you can kind of find out a little more about me and how, how I work with clients. I do a lot of one-to-ones um, and I also do group programs that work on like specific topics like career or limiting beliefs and those like last usually one month and they're quite intensive and you get a lot out of it. So yeah, that's kind of how you can find me and work with me. Great. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. This was awesome. I learned so much. I'm sure everybody listening is going to take lots away from this episode. So thank you for being a guest. And thank you all for listening. As always, you know where to find me. You can follow me on my personal Instagram at Abby underscore Wellner, or you can follow the Good Human Instagram at Good Human Pod to stay in the loop on all things Good Human. Thank you again for tuning in. And until next time. See ya.